Um, God healed me from my depression. He healed me from my depression because I ended up going to, yeah, I was so happy about that. He healed me from my depression and he um, started me writing again. And he was showing me like writing, the power of writing, like you need to do that. And it, it was over those years that I started to recognize like, oh, the enemy had a hold in my life. I was giving up on all of my dreams all because I didn't recognize how valuable this was to God and what he wanted me to do with his people. So um, I ended up going to a weekend workshop where I remember God speaking to me so clearly. Like I told you, I died on when I was 15 years old and I woke up in depression. During the workshop, God said to me, choose to live and live passionately. And I was like, choose to live? You mean to tell me this is my choice? And that opened a whole world of everything to me, letting me know that my choices actually matter. Let's go! You are listening to The Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Bones podcast. Um, today is a day of podcasts. <laughs> uh, Shamara Star Cox and I were just laughing before this came on. And I, I had shared this um, with my previous guest, who I just finished with about 20 minutes ago. And I had time to go to the restroom, get some more water and, and get ready to interview my new friend. And I, and I said this to, to Star, I said, you know, um, I had been really praying about, you know, some things in business and with both of our businesses and with ministry and, and teaching in the church, because I believe that, uh, you know, we need to have a healthy home. We need to be connected to the body of Christ, to the church. We need to have the Bible says, you know, we're kind of like a sheep without a shepherd. You know, my pastor and I are close friends. I've always had that favor with my pastors. Um, and I believe that that's God. God uses uh, those that need us, right, when they, when, when they need us. And so um, I got to, I looked at my schedule when I was doing my self-evaluation. I realized that all three of the people that I asked are being interviewed on one day. And I just laughed about that because God has a sense of humor. And then I was just, as I was interviewing Dr. Shirley before this, I realized that God has consistently and always used these podcasts to bless me and my wife and bless our community and really confirm to us. Like, um, I think the most tangible um, blessing that we have in the kingdom is quality relationships because nowadays, um, you know, everybody thinks they understand the kingdom and everybody thinks that they should be judging people or whatever that may be, right? And we need to walk in unity and oneness. We need to walk in the favor of God. We need to walk in healing and deliverance and freedom and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and, and no longer, you know, bound ourselves away from religion and bound ourselves into intimacy with God. And that's what Dr. Shirley and I were, were talking about. And when I, when I have the availability to interview somebody, um, I go and I research them. Like I read their, their bios, I read their websites. I, 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 I was, I was fascinated, uh, in my prayer time this morning, as I was reading Shamara stars Cox's website and all the stuff that she's doing just fabulous. She's super into her health. She's super into teaching people how to build a brand and excel themselves on social media. Uh, I I've really stepped into that on, I, I used to, I'll be honest with you and I'll confess 
I did not like Instagram at all because I just thought it was women showing their flesh. And I, and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pluck my eyes out. Right. Like I I want to protect my wife and I want to protect my ministry and I want to protect these things. And then when Clubhouse started and we 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 reached almost 19,000 followers on Clubhouse now, I was like, oh, and that's why I was supposed to have Instagram. I was supposed to have Instagram for a plan and for a purpose. Right. And now in less than a year, we've almost reached the 10,000 person mark on Instagram without any help, with really not even doing anything, just being on Clubhouse and being on other social media platforms. And then I started realizing about Reels. And I know that Star's big things is Reels. And I did, a, I, I literally, when I was reading through some of her stuff, I re- literally just Sunday morning, I, my wife goes in, my wife is the lead intercessor at our church. So she goes in early in the morning, prays with our pastors, prays with the staff, intercedes for really for about 45 minutes for the services. And I sat in the car because I forgot to charge my phone. So I was charging my phone and I did a reel. And literally within hours, close to seven or 8,000 people had watched that reel. And I was like, really? Like, this is why I'm supposed to be doing that? And if you can, for those of you listening, Star is laughing and shaking her head and saying, yay, Michael, it's about time, right? No, I'm just kidding. But that's that's what we do, right? And when you when you're, I love one of the things that, that, that she says is she says she leverages the movie industry, right? Secrets to teach her clients how to master video marketing and social selling. And, and I love that because um, I, in this, this season, this last probably six to eight months, um, the Holy Spirit really prompted me to step out of his permissible will and into his perfect will. And I overcame rejection, the fear of rejection and, and really learning how to not be attached to the no. And then I had a prophecy that was spoken over me by my friend, Louise Taylor, just recently. And she's, she's from Australia. She's a, has a prophetic ministry that's where she works with six, seven and eight and some nine figure earners. And she said, Michael, the people aren't saying no to you. They're saying no to themselves. And I was like, praise God. And something inside of me snapped. And so I love it because Star um, has, I love it in her small. And she was very obedient when I say small bio. She did send me a really small bio. And I love that because some people will send me one. And I'm like, oh, God, what do I share? Like, I'll be honest. So there's people that have sent me one that's like two pages. And I'm like, that's small. And then they're like, oh, sorry. And then I'll pick and choose. And sometimes I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm confessing my sins star before men today. I will go to their, their, their clubhouse profile because it's really short and petite. Other than Dr. Shirley's, it's like a whole entire thing. But one of the things is, is I like is that uh, stars and she said she was inspired early on to amplify the black women's voice. And I think, you know, um, I, I believe that God is no respecter of people. He doesn't look at our color. Now, now I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. I, I always say this, all of my roommates in college were African-American. Um, I was one of the only, I was one of the few white guys on my track team. Um, I go to my, some of my friends churches and I'm the only white person in the church uh, star. So I, I'm very comfortable and look at um, and, and stand up for my, my fellow brothers and sisters of African-American culture. And I love it because I, I know that you have written and directed two small, small films that you're passionate. I think you have some more big things coming in the future. And uh, I, I love this. And then I, 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 I want to welcome you 
Uh, I love that she says, as a creative woman of faith, she is committed to bringing powerful content to life through visual storytelling that transforms and inspires. And, and, and look, if we're not transforming and inspiring lives, then we're really missing our calling. And I want to say this, my friend Ed Milet always says this, that, you know, as a Christian, uh, one day we have to stand before God, right? Whether it's when he comes back or when our time is up here on earth. And for those of us that know the Lord, we live for eternity. Like we'll eventually come back to this earth and have heaven on earth, which I'm always wondering what that's going to be like, right? Like, God says that he'll dry up the tears from all faces and swallow up death with victory. And I get emotional when I think about it because we have that responsibility. And Ed says one day he believes that he's going to see this person that God is creating. And he said, what drives him every single day is to know that when he sees that person, he wants that person to be his twin and not a stranger. And for me, that drives me every day to step out of God's permissible will for my life and into God's, into God, out of God's permissible will and into God's perfect will for my life. So I welcome Shamara Starcox to the Heathfluence podcast. I am so glad that you're here. After now, I, I know we feel like we don't know each other, but I feel like after reading up on you and listening to some of the things you're doing, listening to you on Clubhouse, I do know you a little bit, but I'm excited to get to know you. So welcome. Thank you so much. And that was such an amazing intro. I'm not going to front. I felt the spirit of God in here. And I was like, Lord, please don't have me crying on the podcast yet. We didn't start nothing yet. I know. I know. I'm about to, I, I always keep, star, I always keep my tissues right, right here because I know right. I need to I'm do just the a same big baby. Thing. I'm just a big baby. Well, so let's, let's do this. Let's dive in to like, who is star? Like, who is she? Like, I feel like whenever I ask people that, I feel like I got just a glimpse of reading, you know, looking at their website and looking at the smile that they have and, you know, how they change their hair and, you know, whatever that may be, right. Whether it's the hair day with that, with the hair out like you've had and, or whether it's, I don't know how long it took you to do your hair right now, but I'm going to guess it was hours. I'm going to guess it was hours. Mm -hmm. So, yes. yes. So funny. Um, uh, when you said, who are you? who is star. This was a question that I had to spend time with God on a couple of years ago, because for a very long time, I kept associating my identity with being a producer. But then if the producer had got moved away, then I'd have no identity. And so I had to spend time with God asking him, who am I? And here is what he has told me. And I completely agree with that. I am his daughter. And I needed to know that I was his daughter because you had mentioned rejection earlier and I battled with that as well. I, I also it. battled with like, OK, I battled with the poverty mindset. I battled with lust. I battled with a lot of different things. And in order for me to overcome, I had to understand and understand that I am God's daughter, the, do the daughter of the most high God. Anything that I ask for. He'll give to me, right? Especially when I'm in position. And when I say things like that, I don't mean as in vanity things. No, my goal is to transform lives. Like whenever I'm in anyone's presence or in anyone's room, my goal is to transform, transform lives. So that's who I am. I am God's daughter. What do I do? I transform lives through content. I love creating videos that resonate with people. I love creating videos where people can see themselves in the characters where they recognize, wait a second, I have a problem and she has a solution. 
I now want the transformation. So that is someone who I am. I'm also, uh, my name, my name is Star. So I also, it also means that I am a guiding light. I love leading people back to God. That is my favorite thing to do. So if you start talking about the Bible, I got you because I, I will keep going in about it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So start back from like, you're like growing up, like, like walk me through um, how, cause I, and I was kidding. I, I was, I wasn't, I was joking around with her about the hair thing. Um, but like, I think women more than us, men, they love like different hairs. And when I look at, when I look at stars website, she has some with her hair straight and then she has them in braids and then she has them like where it's all pulled out, like all over. And it's just amazing. Like how beautiful you can be when you really understand your identity and like, it doesn't matter whether you've got your hair puffed out or your hair straight, it brings out who you become. Right. And so what does that journey be like? Like walk me through how you got to who you are today, like all of your life. I want to hear about it. Oh, absolutely. So I was born on, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go that far back. <laughs> Come on, girl, let's go. I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to start in high school, actually. So in high school at about 15 years old, I was really depressed. I remember feeling trapped in my mother's home and I didn't know why and didn't know what that was. But I just remember like wanting to go outside. I kept feeling like there's something that I need to do. And my mom was like, because we didn't grow up in a good area. We grew up in the hood, like the hood. hood. Were you were you in a Christian family when you were younger? Did you raise were you raised in a Christian home or no? Yes, I was. But at that age, was I saved yet? Maybe I just got saved. Yeah, okay. I just got saved. So yeah, okay. I had we had just come into the faith, um, including okay. my mom as well. Okay. So I remember just feeling like um, there's something I should be doing. And my mom's like, no, you can't go outside. And I fell out on her floor crying. And now I'm Jamaican. So my mom is just like, no, she's just throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> but really what was happening was when I fell out on the floor, I died that day. And I woke up into depression. And I was depressed pretty much most, I'm not going, is it most of my life? I'm older now. So I'm like, maybe not, but a lot of my life, definitely a lot of my teenage years, I was depressed. And in order for me to escape depression, I started telling stories. So I started writing stories and composition notebooks. I mean, like whole composition notebooks where it's a page turner, you can read it. So these were like novels when I was 15 years old and they were so good. I was sharing it with friends. They were sharing it with their friends. They would leave me comments before Instagram started asking for comments, right? And they just escaped into my stories, into the characters. One of my friends, his her father saw that I was writing these stories and he was like, oh, wow, these are good enough to be on television. And I was like, really? So then he hired me to start typing the books up. I spent an entire summer typing them up and his plan was to pitch them. Now he's ne he never pitched them, but what he did was he planted a seed that I'm called to television, right? So then I ended up going to undergrad and I'm studying, not television, because in my school that I went to, they didn't have any of that. So I'm kind of like just doing it on my own. I'm shooting videos on my own. I'm teaching myself how to edit. I'm going to classes on how to write. Um, so that's what I was doing on my own. But then when I graduated from undergrad, I knew that I wanted to work in television, but I had no direction. So I was unemployed for like 11 months, but I was interning for free at MTV, at production companies. And then when the internship would end, I would not get a job. I remember finally being able to work for a nonprofit. And I said, Lord, I'm going to just go to grad school since I can't seem to get a job. But I knew like storytelling was where God wanted me to be. Only problem is, although I was using storytelling to escape depression, my depression got so bad that I actually started hating writing. 
I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> now I hate writing, right? But I still knew that I wanted to tell stories. So how was I going to tell stories? Maybe I was going to be a production coordinator or a director. Someone else could write and I'll just bring their vision to life. Like that was the mentality that I had. So then I went to grad school and now I'm, um, uh, I went to School of Visual Arts and this is where I started directing short films. So actually, let me take it back a little bit. My very first short film, I wrote, produced, and directed on my own without any direction, any guidance, and it played in two film festivals. So that let me know, okay, girl, you know what you're doing. So then that, that same short film also got me into grad school. So now I went to grad school where I ended up creating another short film that also played in two more film festivals. So I'm like, all right, we're good at this. Let's keep doing that, right? So here I am like making my own way, but each time I go to school, I'm graduating with debt one and two, I'm not having, um, I don't have any direction on like, how do I break into my field? So I remember finally after grad school, I was unemployed for two years and I spent two years like crying to God, Lord, please send me a job. Because I also graduated when it was a recession too. Finally got a job. 2009. 2009. Yep. <laughs> That's when I graduated from undergrad and I could not find a job. Graduated with my master's in 2012, still couldn't find a job. So I remember um, finally working at another organization as a staff agency. And I was so sad there because it seemed like everyone who went there, all of their dreams died. It's like they all settled. They all gave up. If they couldn't make it before, like this was where you came to settle and give up on your dreams. And I did not want to give up on my dream at all. So I remember fasting and praying Every day. I mean, people probably thought I was crazy. They would buy us food and I'm like, nope, I'm fasting today. And I would just fast. I would fast. And then on top of that, I remember I had a supervisor. So I'm going to tell you about two supervisors. The first one, she said this to me and I stuck with me ever since. She said, if you don't bet on yourself, no one will bet on you. So ever since she said that to me, I used that as a voice in my mind, like, okay, I'm betting on myself. I need to keep going. My second supervisor was not a nice supervisor. She was cool, but she wasn't nice. She smoked a lot. She had bad circulation in her legs. And I remember she asked me if I could walk her to the train every day. So I would walk her to the train, but I would be crying to God, like, Lord, please don't let my life end right here. Just like walking her to the train. <laughs> like literally, that was my mindset. Product um, of your environment, right? Like you yes. get around people that are smoking and yes. <gasps> they can't yeah you'd be, you'd they, be thinking like oh what am i doing right yeah yeah i get it on top of it. giving up on on their dreams because she was one who gave up on her dreams and just completely settled i'm like lord i don't want that no way so finally after all my fasting and praying i finally got my dream job as a production coordinator at a pr firm right but I was only there for a couple of months because the people there did not like me. They thought I was too ambitious. And so I was like, okay, God, I don't know what's going on here. But then he opened up the door for me to become a producer at A&E Television Networks, which is part of Lifetime and History. They own that. We all, we own those brands. So I worked there for about four years and I was happy because I'm like, yes, finally, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where all my dreams are going to come true. And it's not where all my dreams came true. So actually during that time there, um, God healed me from my depression. He healed me from my depression because I ended up going to, yeah, I was so happy about that. He healed me from my depression and he um, started me writing again. And he was showing me like writing, the power of writing, like you need to do that. And it, it was over those years that I started to recognize like, Oh, the enemy had a hold in my life. I was giving up on all of my dreams all because I didn't recognize 
how valuable this was to God and what he wanted me to do with his people. So um, I ended up going to a weekend workshop where I remember God speaking to me so clearly. Like I told you, I died on when I was 15 years old and I woke up in depression. During the workshop, God said to me, choose to live and live passionately. And I was like, choose to live? You mean to tell me this is my choice? And that opened a whole world of everything to me, letting me know that my choices actually matter. I don't have to sit here and let life happen to me. I can actually take action and transform life. So on that day, I chose to live and I've been doing it ever since, haven't gone back to depression at all. But it also started me on a track of healing. God started to heal me from a lot of stuff. I had a lot of fear. I, I battled rejection. I battled poverty mindset, lack mindset. And what I love about God is that it was my healing journey. So he took me on a whole journey so that I wouldn't feel like one, I was alone, but also he became my best friend. And I really started to understand who he is. Oh, I'm about to start crying. That's because he's right. present. Oh, right girl, here. that's good. Let's go. Let's right. Go. Because here's the thing like when I was 15, you Thank don't you, recognize Jesus. what's going on in your life, right? You don't recognize every single obstacle and every single trial that hits your life is there so that it can develop a character, but it's also squeezing something out of you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't recognize that. I thought that life was happening to me and I needed to just give up. And every time I failed, I needed to just give up. But God was like, no, I made you strong for a reason. So each time I kept pressing in, I started to see the characteristics of God, how loving he is, how patient he is, how kind he is, how much he really, really honors free will because he gave us that, right? Man. And how loving he is. When I started to recognize his characteristics and his attributes, that's when I got free. And now when I'm teaching people, whether it's through my videos or through Bible study, because I was a host Bible study. So whenever I'm teaching people, that's what I'm teaching them. I'm like, look, honor your healing journey. Honor the wilderness season. Some of us run away from the wilderness seasons, but you got to honor that too and let God work in you what he's working in you and let him work out of you what he's working out of you. So there I was working at Amy, getting my healing, and then uh, 2019 came fall 2019. I was very stressed out. I wanted a new job. I felt like, you know what? It kind of felt like in my career that I had failed because I didn't accomplish any of the goals or the dreams that I desired. Right. So here we are now. I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. January, 2020 rolls around. And God says to me, quit your job. Uh, I was like, who's quitting? They, what? Ain't nobody quitting their job. Uh, right. I was like, that's my God. That's the enemy. <laughs> Yeah. The devil's a liar. You're not even right. telling me. Stop okay. it. Okay. Now, let me tell you, I was, I had a poverty mindset because like I shared before, I had two periods of unemployment in my life. They were long periods. So here God is now asking me to quit my job. And I'm like, God, we already had this conversation. You know, I'm afraid of being unemployed because of how hard it was to get a job. And so finally, um, God says to me, why are you afraid? And that was the reality all this healing that he's doing to me and fear was showing up. I was walking by fear instead of walking by faith. Mm. So I said to God, let me tell you, I had a whole encounter with God. I was, I remember Mighty coming God. home. Yeah. I like, this is my first physical encounter with God. And this is why I love God because he will come and rescue you. I remember Truly. being depressed at my, not depressed. I was sad at my job this one day. And I said, Lord, I'm going to just go home and have a pity party because I had declared in 2020, you know what? It doesn't matter what happened. I'm going to go home and praise God every day. But this one particular day, I said, I'm going to just go home and have a pity party. It's over, God. I just can't. I'm too tired. 
he dropped this song in my spirit and it kept playing over and over all day in my spirit. And I'm like, what song is this? I couldn't even remember it. I said, I'm going to listen to it when I leave work. And I left work and it was actually the Sunday service song with Kanye West, where it goes, um, every minute, every hour, I sing to the Lord, praise God until his power comes down. Mm. And I said, oh, here we go. Holy Spirit with the assist. He came through <laughs> and gave me the instructions. He was like, instead of the pity party, I want you to go home and praise until my power comes my down. God. I wrote a note on my door. I, my I taped it and I said, don't come in unless you want to worship. And I started worshiping. I mean, I was going in. I mean, dancing, all types of dances, singing at the top of my lungs, just Dance. really hard, crying my heart. I said, Lord, you said to come home and praise until your power comes down. Here I am. And then I remember just standing there and I felt a wind just push me. And I got really weak and I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to fall now. And I fall to the ground yep. and I'm like, this cold air consumes my body. Mm. Now the window was closed in my bedroom. My bath, my bedroom door was closed and the kitchen is really far away. So I had never experienced this before, but it was when the cold air consumed my body. That's when I heard God say, quit your job. Mm. And I was just like, God, I can't do okay, that. God. And then he said, why are you so afraid? And I said, you're so right. So in that moment, I remember hearing Travis Green's song, Be Still and Know That I Am God. Mm -hmm. It was playing in my background. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is God. He came through like he said he was going to come through. Not what I wanted to hear, but I need to try this. So Mighty I said, God. all right, God, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. But I need you to remind me of this encounter because I would act like I just had a dream and that was it. Right. <laughs> so the next day I woke up. And he reminded me, he sent me a sermon through uh, by uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, where he's talking about when the Egyptians come up against um, come up against the water before the Red Sea was parted. Um, yep. What do they do? He said, you got to keep moving forward. And I recognized God was like, don't let adversity stop you. Keep moving forward. So I did quit my job. It was scary, but I spent eight months at well, all of 2020. I spent all of 2020 at God's feet. That's where he healed me from some more. He healed me from fear. He healed me from sexual trauma. He healed me from, um, I don't even want to say lack mindset because that one took some time. He was doing it. He was doing it. I started getting uh, delivered. He released me to start teaching Bible study. And then fall 2020, he tells me, start creating content full time. And in my mind, I'm like, this is bizarre. I hadn't been working in months. What do you mean create content full time? If I do that, that means I can't apply for jobs, right? So I start creating content full time, vertical video content. I posted it as a reel and I posted it as a TikTok. Those videos went viral. I was like, okay, God. And so now I'm doing this for months. I'm watching as my follower count goes up, but my bank account does not. So by July, 2021, I'm like, God, I'm getting followers, but I'm not making money. Because in my mind, I thought you only make money when you start bringing in followers, brands will start reaching out to you. And I said, God, what's up? And God said to me, because you have nothing to offer. I was like, wait, what? I actually got to start making offers to my audience. And so the very next month I took off and I started to learn, like, how do I make an offer? What is an offer? I don't even know what this is. And what I recognized is that God was actually taking me on the journey to really starting my business. I had a lot of fear around that too, because in my mind, I didn't want to do the hustle. I didn't want to do the hard work. Like I'd rather just work for someone, but God was like, no, I told you that you have no boundaries and I need you to move forward in what I have for you. So I made an offer to my audience. Someone bought it. The next month I made another offer. Someone bought that. 
by month three, I made my first $5,000 offer and someone bought that. And I had no direction when I'm making these offers. I was like, God, what's going on here? He's like, this is it. This is your time. I need you to keep building. And as I was building this business, as I was going deeper into social media marketing, um, God started to show me the importance of social media and how important our messages are in order to get them on social media, because you can reach more people in one minute than you could with your video content that you could if you were standing in person with them. That's why I was laughing so hard when you shared the story about you posting a reel and it hit about seven to 8,000 people in less than an hour. And I'm like, that's the power of social media. And God has called us to social media so that we can reach his people in a short amount of time. So when now when I'm creating my content, I'm like, Holy Spirit, this is your video. Do what you do best. And in less than 30 minutes, it'll hit like 3,000, 4,000 people. And so I'm like, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. But he had to get me out of the mindset of, I got to just stay here at television because this is my dreams. And I had to surrender that so I can get into what God wanted me to actually do. He was like, I have this, I have a different territory for you. I'm expanding your territory. It looked scary because I wasn't accustomed to it. But because I walked in faith, I'm now in a space where I'm activating other people on social media, especially Christians, Christians who feel like, oh, Instagram doesn't mean a thing or TikTok doesn't matter. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, this is your assignment. This is the territory that God has given you. You have the ability with your video content to reach people in Africa while you're in New York, because I live in New York and I reach people in Africa. You have the ability to reach people in Canada while you're living in New York. And that's what God had to show me. And so, hey, that was my journey. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't know Jamaica. I didn't know people still lived in New York. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. I'm only kidding. Wow. What a hater. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Well, the only thing is I always laugh because. Uh, so here's my question. Since you live in New York, do you have a car? I do have a car. Yeah. OK. Everybody I talk to in New York doesn't have a car. I'm like, how do you all not have a car? Like my 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 friend, Mike, she's neck. It was on my podcast this couple of weeks ago. He's like, dude, I live in the suburbs. I got to have a car. Same, same. So do I. All right. Okay, good. Well, so let's talk about this. This, let's talk about this next because I think this is super important. When, um, uh, wow, I'm just super encouraged. Like, I, it, it's really funny. Like, I, I, uh, one of my mentors growing up was Frederick Price. He's a pastor from out in California, and he passed away in February of of complications from COVID nineteen. Who knows if it was from that? That's just a whole nother story for me to talk about that. You know, um, in January of this year, I helped close to 700 people save their jobs from vaccinations of COVID-19 and stuff. And I I was able to and and and, you know, and even since January now, I've helped over 700 people uh, recover from COVID-19 injuries and vaccine injuries and some of them professional athletes like, you know, people who struggle with myocarditis and and, and, you know, blood clots and all these types of stuff. But what I realized is, is that was a, a season uh, for me where I had to slow down to be able to speed up. Like I literally knew I hadn't been sick star in 23 and a half years. Wow. Uh, I'm a lot older. It, it, I'm a lot older than I look, even when people see me in person, like I'll be 54 years old this year wow. and I feel 30. Okay. And, and, and so I, I think, you know, when you have a 34 inch waist that you had when you were in high when, and when you had, when you were in college, you, you kind of figure out that you're doing some things right. Right. Like I'm, I'm open to change. I'm open to things. Yeah. But one of the things I'd really like to dive in and hear you talk about is whisper, because I think what, it, what, what is important is, is that 
when we see a brand or we see something that someone's passionate about is that we touch on it. And when I was thinking about this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to definitely make her talk about this because I want to know more. And it, and it's, it's, you know, hearing God, growing your faith clearly and, and confidently. Because, you know, sometimes I'll hear people say, and it's all back to this rejection thing, right? Like they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting themselves. You know, people that, you know, uh, say, oh, you know, I, I, need, I need your help. And then when you say with them, well, here's what it's going to cost you. And they're like, oh, you know, um, I'm building a house or and I'm like, well, how much longer are you going to live like this to live in that house? What happens if your family, you know, you're 60 pounds overweight and you have high blood pressure and you're teaching people how to, you know, whether it's speak or, or whatever it is. Right. And you're not healthy yourself. So I think I learned the difference between confidence and ego yep. uh, because I would grew up in a home star where my I'd scored 26 points in a game and I would I would be 10 for 10 from the field. But I was like eight for 10 from the foul line. And my dad would point out the two foul shots that I missed. Right. Like, why'd you miss those two foul shots? They're called free throws for a reason. They're free. Right. It's always why I like set, you know, I like Steph Curry because, you know, he's like 94% from the foul line. Right. Like, and you talked about assists, you know, I, I always, I always think that, you know, when I look back at the life of, of Kobe Bryant and I, I, I saw, I saw Jason Tatum from the Celtics this weekend wearing a Kobe Bryant uh, armband around his arm. And I thought, wow, what a tribute for a young guy who made it, who, entered the league at 19 years old. He's 23 now and he's, and he's played in three of the four years he's been in, in the NBA in the conference finals and finally makes breaks through to make it right. But the focus went back to the old guy on the team that had been playing in the NBA for 17 years and had never made it right. But the, the consistency of confidence and being around the people that you're supposed to be, be around, I think allows us to understand that. So why don't you share a little bit about whisper, what it means to you and how you're using it to give people clarity and confidence when it comes to hearing from God. Absolutely. It's funny. Uh, whisper, <laughs> whisper, hearing God is my ministry and that's where I do Bible study through it. So the encounter I shared with you earlier about God pushing me to the floor and then uh, his cold wind encircling me, that's actually what started it. Um, During the 2020, when he called me to quit my job, I told you I spent eight months at his feet, really the entire year. And that's where he started to teach me how to hear his voice clearly and confidently, how to listen for his voice, how to prophesy. Like he really started to open up my gifts. And why this is so important is because I actually grew up in a super religious church where we didn't believe in prophecy. We didn't believe in speaking in tongues. We didn't believe in a lot of things like the power of the Holy Spirit. So here I am now quitting my job and I'm spending time with God where he's like, oh, this is real. And this is real. Oh, by the way, this is real too. And I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> so 2020. Hey, can, and we, 20- can we time out? Right. right, right. Got, uh, uh, right, right. Uh, 30 second timeout or a full timeout. Right. <laughs> like, can I get a full? Can I get right. a couple more? Right. Can we slow this down a little bit? Yeah. Yes. 2020. Well, really 2019 is when I started. 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022 has been just God giving me a fast track of the spirit realm. 
as well as just spending time with him and what it means to truly be God's best friend. Right. And so um, from there in 2020. So after I had that encounter, I started spending more time listening for his voice. And I started to recognize all the different ways that he speaks to us, but most importantly, how he sounds. And so now when I'm meeting with people and I'm speaking to them, they're, they're coming to me because I also hold spiritual direction calls under my ministry where people are like, the first thing they say is, I don't know how God speaks to me. And I'm like, that's okay, right? So now they don't feel confident because they don't know if God told them to go left or if he told them to go right, right? And I'm like, that's okay. So I start to walk them through, what does God sound like, right? And, then, and they're like, he sounds like a father. I'm like, exactly. What else? He sounds like they can't pinpoint a lot, but this is why we read the Bible because the Bible is what lets us know what our God sounds like, because it's not only God who's speaking to us, it's other spirits talking to us too, but we want to oh, yeah. confidently discern his voice, right? We can't discern his voice unless we know what he sounds like. My God, so he's, He sounds loving. He's caring. He's convicting. And I have to say this to people because people tend to um, mix up Conviction with condemnation. Yes. Conviction tells you that what you did was wrong. Condemnation tells you that you, the person, is wrong. And when we hear that, that's when we got to be like, whoa, I feel a condemn right now. That's the enemy, right? So yeah. Becomes our thing. identity, right? Start that, that, those, those lies, you know, yes. it's just like you brought that up and those lies remind me back and I'll let you finish. Mm -hmm. my, it brings back to that remembrance when I was reading you know, when you were talking about, you know, your walk becoming stale, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and how we go through that. And then we hear those lies. And, and I remember, I, I, I remember saying, my friend of mine said to me, oh, you're not lying to anybody. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm lying to everybody. Like, like the enemy has me believing all these lies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he said, no, this is the most, this confirms what you just said. He said, no, you're not, you're not, you're not lying to anybody. He said, you're believing the lies that the enemy is telling you is the truth. Exactly. And he exactly. said, as soon as you, and I, and I had this vision yep. where I took this big pair of scissors and I just snapped that cord yes. that he had around my neck. And I said, you know, and I was away from my wife at the time. Mm -hmm. And literally I was seeing, I saw all of this uh, condemnation and guilt. Mm -hmm. And then my friend just said, leave and go back. Right. Like, like go back. And I ran back and there's a whole nother story behind that. But yeah. So keep going. I love what you were saying when you were talking about that, how that becomes our identity for to say when we listen to those lies and condemnation. Right. Yes. I love that you shared that story because that's exactly what God is doing with us. This is how we get free, because a lot of us are thinking this is God talking to me. And he's like, that's not me, but I got you. boo. Right. So really being able to discern his voice from the enemy's voice from your voice. I teach people how to do that as well. Why? Because God took me through that. In 2020, I went on a solo retreat. It was just me and him. And the retreat, he told me, don't plan anything. I'm going to plan everything. Now, in my mind, I'm like, God, we ain't never did this before. So I don't know if you're going to show up. Okay. <laughs> it's like the, it's like, it's funny you say that we, we were, we were talking about my wife helped me break. She said, I just want you to trust me. It's my 50th birthday. She's like, the Lord told me what to do. And I just want you to trust me. I'm like, really, God, you're letting me like, like, just trust my wife. Like, really? And I get to and I'm afraid of heights, star. So I get to this place and 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 I can I can hear voices. Right. Like and I'm blindfolded. Right. Yeah. I'm blindfolded and I feel skin and I hear a voice and I knew it was one of our friends. Right. And I get there and she says, OK, you can take your blind off. And 10 of my friends were lined up at this uh, zip lining place that went like. <laughs> massively up in the sky right and i'm like 
no. And she's like, well, you can't leave now. Right. And I was like, and literally I, and it was really funny. We were at, and, and I'll tell this and I'll let you, let you finish, but this was really funny. We were at the last bit of this zip lining thing. And it's like a two, it's like two football fields across this water. Right. And he says, when you get to the end, you got to pull your knees up so that we can catch you on the other side. If not, you'll zip line all the way back across to the middle of this 200 yard thing. Right. He oh, said, and then it won't be fun. Cause I'll have to pull, go out there and hook onto you and pull you back. Well, Seven of our friends had went and it was just Lisa, me and my friend, Don. And I'm like, Don, we should go before Lisa. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm going. And she gets there and she, because she's, you know, being silly, forgets to pull her knees up. And she slides all the way back oh my to the middle part of this thing. And of course, my friend Don and I are hysterically laughing, right? Because the guy has to now get on the line and go all the way out there and hook up to her and then pull her all the way back. So it's just funny how when we go through life and we really just let go and let God. And here's the moral of that story. That day I was broken of my fear of heights, like literally like stepped into all that. It's just like when I see you talk about, you know, quitting your job and going through. So, yeah, just trusting God. So tell me about the retreat. What happened after that when you said, "Okay, God, like. I'm here. Let's go. Right. What happened? So I show up to this retreat. It's uh, just me and God. And he creates um, what is it? Workshops every single day for me and him to do. So he'll say things to me like, I want you to listen for my voice today. Like go throughout your day and listen for my voice. And each time you hear me speak, I want you to write it down, including the date, including the time. So I'm like, OK, the first day I did that, he was teaching me how to hear his voice. Uh, the second day I went on a, um, uh, a prophetic, what is it called? I went on a walk. It's a prophetic walk. It was a morning. There you go. It was a morning walk. So I did a morning walk with God and I was just went to listen for his voice. And there he was using my eyes to see him speaking to me through the trees and, and through nature. So that really helped me. But then it prompted me to come home. And it was actually that day that I got delivered from the spirit of rejection. That was my first deliverance that I did on my own with God. And I was like, oh, we really, we really doing this on this retreat. Got it. Day number three, he says, okay, I want you to listen for my voice again. Um, and this time, of course, write it down. So I'm doing that. I remember going about my entire day and I didn't hear God speak at all. Eight o'clock at night. I'm like, God, oh my goodness, I forgot to listen for your voice. And he said, that's okay. Let's talk about it. So it was when we were talking about it, that he started to show me how to discern his voice from my voice. The whole day I was preoccupied with my thoughts. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do in the future. This is what's going to happen after the future. Right. And God was like, the difference between my voice and your voice is you're concerned about your future and I'm concerned about mine. I'm yes, concerned. God. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I really started to understand. Oh, got it. So from that retreat, I got even more confident. God released me to start teaching his people. So I started teaching a Bible study. It was just a, it was local, it was on Zoom, just 12 people, maybe one or so in, in Detroit and another in Jersey. And I'm teaching. And he also had me teaching on spiritual warfare because I was learning that as well when I was in his presence. And that's when I started to realize how ill-equipped a lot of Christians are, including myself. I was too. I told you me I grew up in a church that didn't believe in any of that stuff. And here I was all because God said, I'm going to train you myself. He tells me to quit my job. That's, I didn't share that part. But in, in spring 2019, God said, I'm going to train you myself. And I was like, 
you you do that guy. And then he brought me to where he trained Paul for three years before he released them to yep. ministry. And I was like, oh, you really be out here teaching us just like your word says. Right. So by January 2020, when I quit my job, that was because it was a year of training for me, just me and God. That's it. Overcoming a lot. And so once I went through that 2021 now, God tells me, start your Bible study. And I'm like, what? You want me to do what? And it was when I was starting the Bible study, that's when the name came to me. I actually saw someone with a similar name on YouTube, um, on version, which is the Bible app. I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but I happened to be reading one of his Bible plans. And I was like, this is exactly what happened to me. And this is exactly how God speaks. It is a small whisper. And we need to feel confident in how he is speaking to us, what he's saying to us so that we're not moving throughout this life, scared, confused, not sure if it's God or not. And that's how Whisper Hearing God came about. And we've been Love moving it. forward ever since. We're, we're actually starting to expand. I didn't expect God to do any of this. I just thought, I'm teaching Bible study. That's it. But he started sending help and more people. Like, I've seen so many transformations. People have befriended the Holy Spirit. They now understand, like, he's speaking to them. They start, they start seeing visions. They start dreaming dreams. They're interpreting their dreams. They're understanding how to distinguish between spirits, if it's an angel, if it's a demon, how to do their own deliverances. And I'm like, God. Your people are really getting equipped all through this ministry. So I absolutely love that ministry. They call me the general because my uh, purpose is to get you in position. And you can't get in position until you hear your God's voice. That's so good. That's so good. And I, I just, because I'd pulled up that part and I saw that you're doing Saturdays at 10 a.m. on Clubhouse, mm -hmm. a five-day intensive course to build your faith in hearing from God. I love that. Um, I live, which I'm a super excited star for you to meet my wife, Lisa, because I always say this, like, like my wife has a, prof a strong prophetic gift, like, nice. and I believe that's why we attract a lot of prophetic people, mm -hmm. but you know, um, I've really been asking God to give us wisdom in that because we hear a lot of people, you know, um, you know, in the church and, and, and sometimes I believe that, you know, as the church matures the prophetic matures right yeah. and and yeah. and my wife has is does prophetic dance if if you've ever seen her it's fantastic like it's just anointed and and it's just it's amazing and she she's so keen to hearing from the holy spirit she actually told me the day my father was going to get saved wow. um woke me up and said hey your dad's gonna get saved and i said yeah i know and she said no tomorrow and I was like, uh, oh, well, I like woke up and uh, Monday, all I thought about was, you know, that and my dad got saved that day. Right. Yeah. And and she told me there's just so been so much other stuff. You know, we've been we as I mentioned, I, I said in January, we had a friend of mine uh, from Canada, his ministry, him and another lady prophesied over my wife and I for 40 minutes, like all this stuff. And it confirmed almost everything that has been spoken over us since. And so you have to protect that. You have to know how to hear from God. You have to know how to block out those voices. You have to know, you know, how to give grace and how to yes. do self-examinations of yes. eliminating, you know, codependent relationships and, and, and those type of things that, you know, even for me, like I made a, I made a shift. Um, and I was the first person uh, to get nominated for an honorary PhD. Now I haven't got it yet. Whether I get it or not is not my identity. My identity is not in a, in a, in a statement or yeah. being a doctor, you know, everybody still calls me that, but I, I, 
my thing is, is I made a shift and it radically changed my life. I, I literally started, you know, changing the way, I mean, I stopped taking 35 to 40 supplements a day and I started taking smaller things that were actually more effective and really God transformed our life. My, my father was supposed to have died 10 years ago. Now he said to me the other day, he said, you know, I'm, I'm just turned 82. I'm looking to live to 90 when I didn't think he wanted to live till he was 80. Right. And, and just the, the, you know, he's, he's off almost 15 medications now. And just those things of how decisions and how listening and hearing the voice of God and understanding the voice of God and really being obedient to that. Right. Like when you said, even in, you know, when you said, you know, in 2020, when God told you to quit your job, most of the time our flesh says, uh, no. Right. Um, and then you have that bold faith to say, okay, I'm hanging on, right. I'm hanging on for the perfect will and plan that God has for me. And now you're, you know, now you're are able to make a massive impact and be able to charge what you're worth and be able to inspire people to hear God to be able to receive the changes and the things that he wants to do in their life. So thank you for sharing that. Why don't you do me a favor um, and let me know let my, my fans and myself and people know, and we'll put this in the show notes and stuff, how people can connect with you um, and get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. You can feel free to connect with me right on Instagram at book of star underscore. That's where I do a lot of teaching on content so that you can take your content to the next level. And the reason why I focus a lot on content is because you have a message inside of you that God's like, it's time for it to get out there. So it can be seeds of faith for other people for their lives to be transformed. Also feel free to head to my website. I'm in the middle of updating it, but it's at it's book of www.bookofstar.com. That's where I'm releasing longer blogs on helping you with your walk and your faith with Christ. If you're someone who is struggling with how to hear him speak, how to have uh, godly encounters, really how to be best friends with Holy Spirit. My blogs are really going to help to transform your life as well as my YouTube, but you can access my YouTube from my website. That's so awesome. Like, like just being able to hear all that stuff. I'm excited to go and listen. I'm excited to connect you with my wife and, and hear how, you know, you guys can encourage each other and stuff. Cause she's, she just started, she, she, she did a reel um, the other day. She did a reel yesterday of why she doesn't play golf. Okay. And it's really funny. So she wa sometimes she'll go and ride with me when I play. Right. And so she's like, here, record me. And literally hours later, 4,600 people had seen that video <laughs> within a couple <laughs> hours. Right. She's like, honey, is this right? <laughs> like, you know, her second one she'd ever did. The other one only had about a thousand views, mm -hmm. but she's like, is, is she did a little, she's a big frozen fan, right? Like she oh, likes the, it. yeah. And so she did this, this little, let it go, you know, the little theme song from frozen. Right. And it's her face on, you know, on the thing. And, mm -hmm. and, and I was, she had me laughing. And then when she did this one on, on why I don't play golf and then all these people started, I said, honey, that's how you build a brand. You build a brand so that people can know, like, and trust you. Right. Yes. And I think once you, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get attached anymore to the people I can't help. Mm -hmm. I gravitate and pray for the people that I can help. Yes. Right. Exactly. And I think that's super important. So star, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to get to know you better. Um, uh, I will be reaching out to you. I'm going to share my cell phone with you and my wife so that we can connect more. I'm excited to learn from you. 
um, and, and how I can serve you. So I say this all the time as we finish this podcast to love God, love people and live with passion, vision and purpose. And the only way people get to connect with Shar is that you take action. I say this every single day. The difference from the wisdom and the knowledge that we, we learn is the exact same thing that my wife did. You take action on yep. what you learn. Yep. We, we can go to church and by Monday, uh, about 70% of you have forgot what you learned from what you heard on Sunday. And by Wednesday, it's about 8% of you have remembered what you learned, right? And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a part of the 92% or the one. I want to be a part of the one percenters. I want to be a part of the people that, that ask, seek and knock that really, you know, pray. And, and we're, my wife and I starting tomorrow, as I said, is 90 days of turning off all electronics and, and, and stuff on our phones, just really honing in. I always say this, my grandmother always and, and told me that God would speak to me in dreams and visions. And you, you, you we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And, and re, in my last two super prophetic dreams, God had put his hands around my eyes like this, like blinders on a horse. And I really realized that in both of those dreams, it was him saying, I want you to focus on me. I want you to focus on the, on the things that I'm about to do for you. And uh, I think we're in that season. We're in that season where it's prayer, it's fasting, it's, it's slowing down. I, I shared this with, with um, um, a couple people this week. One of my favorite books is Boundaries by Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend. If I, I say this to my, my listeners, if you've never read this book, it is the, one of the greatest books ever written for not just non-believers, but really for believers, for, for believers and non-believers, but for believers. And the title was when to say yes and how to say no, right? Like just knowing when to say no and when to say yes. Right. And so till the next session of the He Fluence podcasts, love God, love people, live with passion, vision, and purpose. Thank you again for joining me today. Until the next episode of the Heathlands Podcast, have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Heathlands Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.